0: This is the We Don't Know podcast. This is episode number 60. My name is Ricky. I am joined, as always, by... Jorge. What? What is up, man?
1: Excited to be back,
0: man. Me too. Did yes. that week off rejuvenate you?
1: Uh, y- Yeah, it was nice, but I missed it, you know? Especially since we were kind of on a roll. Yeah, we were. <laughs> but it's all good you know it's good to take some time away and get away and do things that are not the norm so
0: yeah yeah it was good it was it was my first vacation in in a minute since we'd gone to hawaii and uh it, it was much needed much needed good man i'm glad yeah a bit of a different trip this time around why so um Well, so many times like Marcy and I will talk to each other and we'll say, "Okay, this time we're really going to just relax. Ah. And what ends up happening is we get excited because we're in we're in Vegas and we end up uh, exhausting ourselves and we come back more tired than rested. And um, as per usual, as per tradition, I said this time. It's going to be a relaxing trip. And it actually was. We spent a lot of time. I got a suite. Got the King Tut suite at the Luxor. <laughs> awesome. First time staying in the pyramid? Yeah. Um I've stayed at the Luxor before but only in the tower. In the tower, yeah. Yeah, I never stayed in the pyramid. First time in the pyramid. King Tut suite. Floating Appropriate. Sp- uh, what is it? <laughs> ever say this word sarcophagus yeah he got it first try dude wow okay um floating sarcophagus <laughs> and uh yeah it, w- it was nice had a hot tub spent a lot of time just sort of chilling out napping sleeping eating i'm I, my mind draws a blank if there was any other activities but it was very relaxing it was very relaxing
1: that's uh, good to hear man
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's sort of weird because I always have to analyze things, you know, it's just sort of the way I look at the world. It's the way I construct meaning and try to understand this bizarre and crazy world we live in. Uh, Vegas is this sort of weird energy to it. I mean, you've been there, you know, I don't know if you, you really pick up on it or not. Um, But it's sort of this, I don't know, this cocktail, this concoction mixture of, of desperation, but at the same time, like hope, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it varies from like place to place people you're around or whatever, but it's like, there's excitement, but then there's also like this, I don't know, man, this restlessness to it. And, and it's, I've, I've always enjoyed that about it. And this time I was a little too tired for it. So I think that's why. It ended up being more of a relaxing trip because i just i spent a lot more time just sort of chilling out in the room gotcha resting yeah the the
1: i definitely feel you on the 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 feeling of that place Mm -hmm. um yeah i i I get the like the my initial impression of vegas like first two times ever was like man they just want me to buy buy and spend you know
0: oh yeah yeah. uh
1: which whatever that's you can go anywhere and that's what they want you to do but it seems like just some more like laser focused on just just blow your money here it's all good you know like everything's i mean your room is so cheap why not you know go to the buffet and do all this and whatnot and buy a souvenir and buy a foot-long martini or whatever it is you know um it's definitely built for that and i didn't get that hope the first couple times Mm. um but you know any time i've gone since it's it, my you know mind switches and yeah you start looking at things differently and i could see i could see that maybe not as much as you but um i don't know it, it's definitely a, a weird it's a weird place man
0: it is you know it's, it's in, a very in, a, in every like place. in a good
1: sense though like it's it's so weird um and so just easy to get lost in Mm -hmm. whether it may be relaxing for a weekend or like really getting into a vegas you know like you you can go pretend to be some kind of baller and and get away with it (laughs) yeah you know exactly and you you can go pretend to be an idiot and and totally get away with it yes Uh, and then and then go back to you you know monday your monday job and like like nothing ever happened so it's yeah it's a a weird place man
0: it's the adult playground i mean you could rent lamborghinis you can shoot Shoot guns um, yeah yeah, you can shoot machine guns it's it's just such a strange um like the ultimate like consumer like realization of like i don't know like the the (laughs) the heavy-handed version of like the way marketing and commercials and stuff tries to sort of sell us on Ideas and dreams, you know. Yeah, like a lifestyle. Yeah, like Vegas is like the unsubtle, like version yes. of it. You know, it's the drunk uncle who's <laughs> like, "They shouldn't be getting married. She's a whore, and he's a fucking loser." You know that. It's, yeah. just, it's so blunt and brazen and and raw, and some of that appeals to me, uh, but also I feel like some of that sort of wearing thin on me. Like I didn't really drink, I didn't get drunk, I didn't gamble. So it was like I didn't do any of the like, you know, drunken gambling. (laughs) Yeah. Which is what what I normally do when I'm in Vegas. So uh, it was just. But I mean,
1: dude, you could only do that for so long. I mean, I know you don't regularly do that, but. No, I don't. Yeah. But it's but at at some point you either do it, you know, you gradually um, wane from it or you keep doing it and you become
0: one of those. Right. You know, one of those. Or it wasn't even gradual for me, though. It was it almost felt like this time was like, oh, shit, the thrill's gone. Like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, I went yeah, there yeah. and I was like, I was playing I was going through the motions, but I wasn't getting the same, mm-hmm. you know, the same like dopamine, the same chemicals. <laughs> My brain wasn't releasing the chemicals. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Wait,
1: but what if there was a destiny slot machine <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it had like the, you
1: know, the sound the, like you had all the sounds
0: yeah yeah possibly maybe huh yeah maybe yeah it's funny (laughs) yeah that's it's that's where i i totally see like i remember like my dad obviously i've talked about this in the past big gambling man and i used to think man i'm not like that you know yeah i'm not a gambler whatever i don't get addicted to things (laughs) and when i when i'm like "I, i must get that gun or whatever then i become that that version of myself that I didn't think was there—it's sort of funny. It's sort of yeah. funny to look at that. It is. It that's, is funny. I know. Stuff. <laughs> but the the other thing that sort of became apparent to me on this trip, because the pyramid doesn't have elevators, right? It has in- inclinators. Or yes. I think is what they're called. Because they're and they they go yeah they go at a weird angle weird angle yeah uh which one of the unfortunate side effects of that is that it makes elevator trips incredibly long so i've always sort of felt uncomfortable in elevators with other people but it was heightened by these extra long inclinator rides um i just thought how what an awkward thing it is to be in an elevator with somebody you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the, it's so awkward. You they you know, sometimes you could, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, good. You know, and you make this awkward small talk or you could just sit there in silence pretending to ignore each other. You know what I mean? Like you're looking straight ahead. That other person's looking straight ahead and you're just ignoring each other. You know, you're there, but you're just not acknowledging each other and you're just counting the seconds till the right ends. And I just, it's such a funny part of our like, culture that i've never um i not like I, I just don't feel like people ever really elaborate on it or like you know because it's it's weird it's such an awkward thing to be in this confined space with someone for you know a minute or two minutes and just the react the different reactions you get from people um it was really heightened by these these inclinators and uh you know i i sort of decided i'd never staying in the pyramid again <laughs> <laughs> yeah but between the elevators and and the uh the energy in that place was not good so yeah it was just it was a, a, cool. it was a it was a weird it was just a weird trip dude i mean i marcy could elaborate with you on that at a later time but it was it was weird what what uh, where are we may march march uh, you think it's april Time April. has
1: something to do with it? Maybe. Maybe. It's not like party... Allergies. Central? Yeah. Well, it, Allergies was spring, it was spring break. Okay. Oh, it was spring break. That's right.
0: Yeah. So. Was it like woo spring break? Uh, no, it was more like family spring break. Okay. It was the vibe that when I was there this time, uh, a lot of families, a lot of kids and like teenagers and it was like a lot of younger uh, kids and families. Not the like college crowd more like the like vacation yeah family vacation mm-hmm. crowd exactly. it's
1: crazy every time we you know we talk about vegas think about it you know or, or or at vegas i always default to casino and that last little rant <laughs> you know of, yeah. of robert de niro talking about the corporations yes you know taking over yep. and making it what it is now yeah um which you know, makes it always makes me wonder like how I feel like maybe it was more of a degenerate place back then. When the mob ruled and I,
0: I think that I think it was in a sense like but I also feel like they treated people better.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah.
0: you know, they knew your name, they knew you, they would comp you, like, hey, come on in, we'll take care of you. Um it was In a lot of ways, like a lot of different things where they were there, you know, there's always been commercials. There's always been the, you know, ads and and stuff like that. But now you have this sort of... I mean, you have people, geniuses, making millions to entice you and to use market research and, um, you know, math (laughs) and charts and graphs and they're using psychology and they're basically like tricking people to the, to this, uh, very, very sophisticated point of, of, uh, you know, doing whatever they want them to do, which is this, the dumbest thing, which is just get to get their money. I mean, it's, it's such a I don't know. When I really pull the lens back on it and I look at the whole thing, I just think god, what a waste. Like all of that energy and time and data and understanding of the human brain and how it works and how can we exploit it? All of that just for money. Yeah. It just when I pull the lens back on it all the way, I'm just like god, as a society, I think we're sort of we're hitting a point where it's like, well, we've advanced to this point thanks to you know money and and economy and and stuff but i feel like we're sort of in a rut now because it's like okay now what now let's just get more money you know and 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 we're sort of hitting the wall and we're just like okay so now what we'll just go go get more money and 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 buy stuff and too many people are f- starting to figure out that that's not really the answer to anything.
1: I mean, I hope it doesn't seem like people are f- figuring that out though.
0: I feel like more people are than ever before and I feel like more people are are finding the flaws in in the the whole American dream concept. I think it's outdated. And I and I think people I think the depression numbers alone can can uh, attest to that.
1: Yeah, it's you know what what I always find like yucky about this whole that whole thing of being marketed to is is are people that don't that I, I maybe they realize it but then they don't they're just not like skeeved out by it, you know?
0: No, they um, go along with it.
1: Yeah, I I, I was one of the, the most grossest marketing moments I've had was recently where I was sitting in on a meeting at the museum I work at okay. and the marketing person went up there and she, you know, started talking in marketing speak. And I was like, this is gross, dude. Yeah.
0: It's repulsive.
1: It's so gross. Um, there, uh, and then somebody, um, it was just, it felt gross. She had terms for us, you know, mm. that aren't human. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know, spouting off numbers or whatnot, and then somebody else. We had a conversation at work, um, about we're just kind of talking about generations, right? Generation Z, right? Right. And then she was she asked me, like, "Where do the labels come from?" And I'm like, "Well, it's a marketing. You know, it's a it's an easy bucket to put certain numbers, certain years in, and yeah, and it's a demographic. Yeah, and then you can be like, well. The baby boomers are, you know, suffering diabetes, so we gotta sell them the diabetes pills during The Price Is Right. Um, <laughs> right. You know. So, and, and then, and then the millennials, you know, they want this. So it, it's, it's gross. Like it feels gross. Like, like it is gross. And 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 the dangerous is not realizing it. I, you know, I, I think if you're just unaware, that's one of the most dangerous things in the world. Just being unaware of, of being sold to, being marketed to. And it's working, you know, if, if you're just completely unaware to it. Um, and that's what really like, it scares me. It's really just, I I feel like,
0: I feel like the people like that, they go all in on it. You know what I mean? And it, it sort of becomes something like a badge of honor and a lifestyle. Like, oh, we hit these numbers and blah, blah, blah. They get really caught up in it because what, you know, you know what I mean? You have to, as an adult, get caught up in something. And a lot of these people pick, um, you know, status, career, uh, acquisition of wealth and wrapped up in that is, you know, success through that marketing job. And they get, they go all in and they like you said, man, like they, they lose a part of their humanity because they start to look at everything in terms of what can, how can I exploit this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, this is a thing now. How can I exploit it? Yeah. You know, and I, I get people in my car all the time where, you know, it's like business people on a convention. And there's always like, there's like a, sometimes there'll be like a fun group of people get in and they're all like happy and they're in San Diego. And there's that one guy who just wants to talk about work, just wants to talk about numbers. And in that meeting, did you see that guy's face? It's just like, dude, like turn it off. But I realized like, that's that guy's identity. Yeah. That's who he is. He's yeah. so wrapped up in that. And I feel like, you know, like the marketing person you were talking about. I feel like that's the same version of that,
1: you know, definitely different industry. I've, I've ran into her, you know, like obviously she doesn't know my face, doesn't know me, right. But you know, we'll say hi or whatever, but I've like walked through conversations she's having and yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a personality. It's not, it's never off. And even, even here living in San Francisco, good Lord, the majority of conversations, you know, I pass by or pass by me they're so gross they're so gross and i i love it when i see you know the weirdos that this city is known for because it's like okay you guys are still out there at least they're still there you know, and yeah. i haven't been rented out completely they're sh- hanging on surviving. yeah there's yeah some people are still hanging on and it's it's sad you know i i tell ali and and my coworkers this all the time like i love it here it's a it's a great city and there's there's stuff to be discovered and enjoyed but i have this over over hanging dread sense of dread of we're not going to be able to afford it here soon
0: oh no like you know it, it, it's just i i feel the same way about san diego like you could just you the writing's on the wall you know what i mean and and unfortunately that's just what's going to happen and and the way i see it is i'll go somewhere else like you know what i mean i'll i'll, I'll go to montana i'll go to wyoming i don't know i'll go somewhere where people don't want to be maybe that's where i do want to be you know, maybe live growing up here in San Diego in a place where everybody wants to be here. Everyone from everywhere else wants to come here and be like cool and hip and shit. Maybe that's not the best place for me.
1: Right on. That is a valid realization
0: to have. <laughs> Thank you for validating that. realization. Of course. We say. One like for you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I need them likes. Yes. Um. <laughs> along with all of that generational talk, and you know, talking about like the demographics and stuff. The other day, I'm I'm listening to uh, to ninety two point five Magic.
1: Oh, Magic! Yes, old
0: school. And I'm like, they're playing like music from when we were <laughs> like in high school and stuff. And it made me think of like you know, like do you remember like listening to like classic rock? KGB or whatever. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be plugging them, but the classic rock station. Um, and then hearing like Nirvana, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and that type of like feeling old thing. And it led me to the fact that April 5th, which is two days from now, 25 years Kurt Cobain's death.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, obviously, we've talked about this in the past. Nirvana was a major part of our our lives and continues to be probably uh varying degrees so i my question to you i guess is okay. how do you, how do you feel about that man 25 years
1: um it's sad but who knows what kurt cobain would have been up to right by now that's that's the one thing that i'm like all right, well, he's gone, and it might be a good thing.
0: Jesus. No, I, g- I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying.
1: You know, yeah. like, it's it just his path, dude, like, heroin addict with mental issues. Right. What where, where, like, where would, would he
0: be, like, tweeting shit nonstop? Right? Yeah, where yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Crazy wife that he probably would, you know, they probably would have gotten divorced, but they still that wouldn't end their relationship like they they still would have interacted and it would have just been a disaster to see and it would have tarnished you know all the awesome music
0: what about oh you know it's because dave's always been more well-adjusted right so yeah
1: i say well-adjusted is a great term but he and he's he's totally open to like anything you know which some people see as like kind of sellout-ish maybe but I don't know. The, I think the guy What's earned it.
0: What's your wh- take? Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, that was my next question. Uh, how do you feel about that? And even like, you know, the Nirvana reunion, quote unquote, and them like sort of talking about doing stuff again.
1: Yeah, I, I think they should leave it alone. You okay. know? Um, it, it's, you know, it's cool to see like, okay, uh, Chris is here and he's and he's in a jam with us and so-and-so's like, wh- was that the Hall of Fame rock and roll? Yeah, the rock and roll induction. They had... They had three female singers who who did an awesome job. I thought three that or was four. cool. Yeah, I and I think cool. that's 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 totally awesome. They're they're totally paying tribute to something that was important to to everyone in that room. Um, but I think if you once you're like, hey, I can make money off this, then it becomes <laughs> gross. Right. You know, like let's book a tour, let's play Coachella. The Nirvana reunion with Paul McCartney and guests, that's where it becomes gross, you know?
0: Yeah, because now it's like a some some suit, some yeah. stooge in a suit told them, "Hey guys, like we can, we can make more off of this."
1: Yeah, the num- when you guys were on stage, the numbers went up. Imagine yeah, the money, exactly. you know, the money what could have been made, which I I feel like Chris and Dave are have a little bit more sense, and then we'll go, nah, dude, like. You know that was a one-off, and Pat. I mean, I'm sorry, Pat was a later member, but still, like,
0: yeah, he was still a member.
1: He was still a member. Uh, um, they member. have more sense than that, so
0: you remember when he was a member?
1: Oh yeah, I remember, dude. Um, that was 20 years ago,
0: all the metrics are are in full, full use. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure they got emailed the spreadsheet after you know said Nirvana <laughs> reunions. Yep.
0: <laughs> This website had this many hits.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yes, Kurt. Kurt is yeah. Sorry, dead twenty five years. Right, that's what we're discussing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't even I I want to say death because I can't say suicide anymore, and I find it strange that that that's been redefined for me to such a point where like even when I think about it, it's just it, for so long in my yeah. head it was this thing. He, he killed himself and how tragic and fucked up and it's still tragic and fucked up because he's dead, but I just, I don't know if I can hang my hat on suicide anymore. And I'm not saying he was murdered. I'm just saying that I can't go all in on that anymore based on the evidence or lack there or lack thereof. Yeah. That just, the way they mishandled all of it, um, I just can't.
1: Yeah, I think we, we were talking about before recording. and um, So, our, you know, I, obviously we have our memories of day of, week of, month of, or whatever. But yep. months down the line, um, I remember Excuse walking me. into, uh, this is high school. Let's take it back to high school.
0: God, high Wait, school. Wait, were we in uh-huh. high school?
1: No, we were we in middle, were in middle school.
0: school. We were in middle school. Yeah. yeah. Let's take it back. Take it back Seventh? to middle school. Seventh or eighth? I want to say eight. 8th, yeah
1: ni- yeah 94
0: yes yes
1: so i'm walking to school i stop at the um liquor store on dude
0: what liquor store
1: oh the one on um where the comics shop used to be on orange.
0: oh orange and third
1: yes yeah stop in stop in there and you know I grab something whatever and then I see I'm flipping through the magazines and then I see uh, a magazine that's you know a lot of us have seen in our youth which is titled high times magazine oh and I'm like wait they have Kirk Kurt- <laughs> is the best cover it was Kurt Cobain's face right that famous like image of him like, like mm-hmm. the rest in peace Rolling Stone cover yes. but his eyes were colored green <laughs> because of, we- of weed man because of if you weed got that. Man. yeah okay yeah. okay but so the reason i i even looked at it is obviously because kurt but then it was like it was like did kurt really kill himself so then i'm like I grab it i flip through it and i'm like okay i'm gonna buy this dude like what are they talking about and this is this is before the internet so um you know i i didn't i really didn't know about this theory or or maybe you know, just I just didn't know about these facts because there was no internet to tell me. Um, right, right, right. So I picked up this magazine. That's how they informed me of all these weird little, um, these weird little like errors and inconsistencies and just facts about or surrounding his death. And and yeah, I told I was you know as soon as I was done with that magazine, I was like, oh, dude, Courtney killed him. You know that I, I, my right, right. my adolescent mind was just so mad at Courtney.
0: So now, uh, well, I was going to say the magazines were sort of like our Internet of the time because yeah. that's where we got. I mean, it's the same basic thing. Um, it, almost exactly, actually. Um, and uh, I, I guess my, my question to you now is, yes. as an adult with a fully formed adult brain, <laughs> um, where where do you stand on the matter now?
1: I'm gonna have to agree with you in calling it a death, right? Because there's there's so much there's so much weirdness going on. The amount of drugs yeah. he had in him, right? Right. Um, I think there was some issue with the position of his body. Yep. Um. What else? Oh, there. And then there's a bu- there's a couple people that have come out and were like, Courtney approached me and offered me $50,000 to kill him. That dude's dead now. His name is El Duche. He was the singer of some band. Um,
0: El Duche?
1: Duche or something like that.
0: Wow, he called um, himself El
1: Duche. So, but he but his death is even mysterious. Like a train ran him over.
0: Oh shit. Exactly. Was he full of drugs too? Was he drugged <laughs> Maybe. and then yeah. dropped on a fucking train track? <laughs> I mean, dude, you know, here's the thing. Like so, if you're going to yeah. kill me, yeah, that's probably the way to do it. If you're going to drug me and then kill me, that's yeah, I could. I mean, I could get behind that a little bit. Training. Mean? yeah, train, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's well, being drugged too. You know, like drugging someone to the point that they're like unconscious and then killing them. Like, yeah, never even knew anything happened. Yeah, as, yeah. I, I guess. hope. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Like but
1: this. there's a lot of weirdness like that. So yeah, I I think the case is not closed, people.
0: No, it's not. I hope they reopen it one day, but I kind of feel like they won't. <laughs>
1: No, it was
0: was a it was a clusterfuck of a of a investigation and like the procedures that they had in place in 1994 were a joke. You know, I mean, like the forensics team basically had there was none. I mean, I think it was like the O.J., right? The O.J. trial was the first time where they even introduced like DNA stuff, you know. So this was around that time but it was all it was all very i mean it's not that long ago obviously 25 years but it was it was sort of like a dark ages for like procedures you know they didn't have any procedural dramas because there was no procedures
1: yeah they weren't in place <laughs> yeah
0: exactly so there was no ncis it was just you know dragnet go get them book them interesting man interesting
1: I, yeah, um if anybody out there wants to learn more, just Google it. This guy yep. Tom Grant was the guy hired.
0: Hightimes.com. Uh, yeah, hightimes.com.
1: It's <laughs> where I learned all my current theories. <laughs> That's where man. we get all
0: our news, yeah. That's where I got my pyramid stuff.
1: There's different handwriting styles in the suicide note. It's yeah. Yeah, there's on. a lot. Go, go out there and go out there and research.
0: The truth is out there, people. Yes. <laughs> it's out there. Oh man.
1: Hey, you know what? Speaking of speaking of of Kurt and all that stuff. I've Allie and I have been watching this four-part docu series. <laughs> another marketing term. Okay. Um called Punk. And uh, it's on the on the Epics channel. Okay. Which you have to subscribe to or scheme your way to it. Mm. Um but it, we just watched the final part and it's all right. It's, you know, my overall review is it's a good surface level. If you know nothing about punk or minimal, it's a good little, a good little dive into it. And then it has Mm -hmm. a lot of key figures that they speak to interview and, you know, some cool stories here or there. Um, but the, the final part, right. It was this, this, this most recent part, it goes, it literally goes from New York. Like, you know, here's your old New York dudes to, uh, the Riot Girl Grunge Southern California punk um explosion, you know, which is kind of cool. But it's it's very, you know, it's four parts. You're not gonna get too deep. You're not gonna if you're looking for like really deep substance, you're not gonna get it. But totally it has watching. it has like it has Rollins, it has uh Ian Mackay, it has um Iggy Pop, you know, like people straight up talking about what they went went through and lived through. Um but this final part was really good. Um, but obviously because it's it's what I think you and I you and I age group is closer to you know um, Smash coming out from the offspring and
0: oh okay so green that wave. like what was it third wave
1: yeah and then and it also has them saying hey uh Nirvana helped us out here Well you know? yeah, by Nirvana being, was a being the normal dudes th- that can play instruments and we were like whoa that's us you know yep um so if you happen to have epics. And, you know, you listeners out there and you want to know about punk, um, it's a good I think it's a good jump off um, three and a half stars. Thank you.
0: Three and a half. OK, I will definitely give that a watch. And it speaking has... of watching things. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, my, my final note on, on just criticism on documentaries. It has that thing that documentaries do now where um,
0: I know what you're uh, going to say. They'll be
1: talking and then instead of just focusing on the dude ta- or the person talking. They interject it with something that he's talking about, but it's like public domain footage. So, for instance, right. if I'm like, "Yeah, so Rick and I were uh, walking down the street, and we're headed to um, the liquor store to Bobar Liquor,"
0: Ugh.
1: and and then a clown walked by, and then at that moment they edit a, a old footage of a clown, you know, and it's I hate I hate documentaries. I that
0: hate do that. that. I hate that too. That's so, so you know, lame. that's
1: just a nitpicky thing, but I it's, it seems like a trend. And not good. I I would
0: rather them like the one the I like it more when it focuses on like the person talking with the occasional interjection of like actual photos, even if they're still. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? From that time, like maybe they're talking about Iggy Pop, like playing at CBGB's or something. You know what I mean? And they'll actually show a picture of him playing there. You know what I mean? a still like to me, I, I obviously that style. Is not popular right now. The other style that you're talking about is popular. I hate yeah. that style. It's a damn YouTube that almost turned that almost turned me off. YouTube to documentary. the documentary, dude. Yeah. But I, I, you say it's still worth a watch despite worth that. worth a watch.
1: Yes, um, okay. I really enjoyed it. Parts three and four, last then two I'll parts, are my watch. favorite. So recommend.
0: And as long as we're recommending or or discussing things we watched, uh, we sort of briefly touched on this before we started recording, but. I, I posted on Instagram uh that I watched I, I wanted to w- Marcy and I were in the mood for a lighthearted movie and we des- I decided <laughs> to put on Christopher Robin uh the dis- the I guess live action Winnie the Pooh movie uh set in uh, Christopher Robin's adulthood. Yes. Uh you you watched this movie, yes?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Um I've seen I want it. your. I want your take on it because I I wanted to watch a lighthearted romp through Mm -hmm. the 100 acre wood (laughs) and um, I the movie ended the the credits were rolling and I was a fucking mess. I was laying in a pool of my own tears and 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 snot and and I was a mess for days after that Uh, your take sir.
1: Uh overall it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Um same. What Winnie the Pooh as much as a Disney hater I am, it's it, it didn't come from Disney, you know. This is just their take. Yeah. I know exactly. it's th- I know they own it, but you know, uh what's this person that created whatever. That I'll, I'll I'll look that up later. Um but just like anything Disney, Walt Disney didn't create it. Um he just stole it. Um but it was great. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't a blubbering, sobbing mess like you, but um, definitely worth a watch. Heartwarming. Uh, I call. I think it's lighthearted, Rick. I think it was very lighthearted.
0: It was not lighthearted. <laughs> it was heavyhearted a- a- to you. A A A, a- Milne. Yes, Milne thank
1: you, thank you. A a-, a Milne.
0: Um. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, yeah, I just I, I felt like it was um. <laughs> I felt like it was it was intentionally made to like fuck with with not me personally but like us mm-hmm. like our generation that like the kids who grew up like loving and watching Winnie the Pooh because like we had like the Winnie the Pooh show on ABC. Mm-hmm. We had the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tigger was this sort of pop culture icon when we were young teens yeah. um, there was a live action <laughs> Winnie the Pooh show yep. when we were little kids there's a so little like,
1: hardcover books at least I know I had those yep little the little hard books. the little
0: yeah. yeah the non-Disney ones yes the ones yeah. that weren't even made by Disney because it yeah. was like it was sort of that time before Disney completely shut everyone out of yeah. it it was semi-public domain still so you could get like a Winnie the Pooh book that was like Made by like Golden Books or whoever, yeah, the exactly. little golden foil the golden, on the side uh, spine, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, I feel like this movie was intentionally made for our demographic, and it was made to carve our hearts out of our chests and to show them, to show us our still beating hearts as we laid in a in a pool of our own tears, and and I, I loved the movie. I'll probably watch it again, but I, I feel like there was some intent there to do that i mean it was so 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 harsh i just feel like there's no way that was accidental like someone was sitting there writing this going "Ooh, this is gonna fucking destroy all the adults in the theater they're gonna have to explain to their children why they can't stop crying they're gonna have to buy extra popcorn and fucking chocolate just to soothe their discomfort that type of thing
1: and that writer was a marketing person
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was a marketing person cracking the whip yes. on a creative, artistic, like, you know, like skinny or fat nerd. Um, <laughs> you know, like one or the other, like fat or like super skinny and like no muscle mass at all. Like just, you know what I mean? Yeah, doughy. And yeah, and 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 so that person is getting, yeah, the marketing person has the noose around their neck and is going, you write this motherfucker. and You make it, you make it brutal so yeah it was
1: yes very very good um i think we we've repeated this statement on this show multiple times but it's one of those like let the feelings hit you type of movies yeah you know if it makes you feel a certain way it's okay
0: it's okay yeah just go with it i mean get have a towel don't even have napkins have a towel or kleenex (laughs) napkins yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's where i'm at in my life i might get a wife beater in underwear and a box of uh, napkins <laughs> instead of Kleenex, or like a roll of toilet paper next to the you know my mattress, yeah, which, is on, mattress- floor, on mattress- which <laughs> is on the he floor. mattress,
1: which is on the floor.
0: <laughs> or, or you
1: become one of those people that every time you get fast food, you save the napkins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why you have all the like different there. colored napkins. Yes, yeah, brown. Like they, oh, yep, these yep, are all yep. oh, these are In and Out. These are all <laughs> oh, these are the good ones. This is the taco shop ones. The Wiener Schnitzel with the W on the napkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so whatever level of
1: of of uh life napkin wise you're at, uh, make sure you mm-hmm. have it next to you.
0: That's awesome. That's that's totally uh a way to look at life. Like where you're at in life. What do you use to to dry your <laughs> tears? Yeah. That's like that should be a gauge for where like, you know what I mean? I know one of the questions revolves around like <laughs> whether or not you're succeeding in life. I think Omar, you can judge it based solely on what type of paper you use to dry your tears well
1: well one of us will make a meme meme right Uh, yeah Yeah,
0: that should be a skit like if i was a stand-up comic i would totally make a skit on that good lord there you go freebie for you guys yeah freebie someone take that and run with it uh speaking of questions i think we have some this time right yeah we do
1: actually all right I'm going to start it off with Allie's because she texted me this literally seconds before we hit record. Okay. So, um, Allie loves true crime. You know, I'm I, obviously we live together and I, I watch what she's watching sometimes. Um, but she's watching that there's a show on Hulu about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that case.
0: Oh, on Hulu, huh?
1: Yes. I have um, to watch this. But the mom... And I hope I get this right, Ali. Don't kill me. The mom basically lied to her, to the to the daughter, saying she had um, all kinds of diseases. I think she might actually have Munchenhausen's, or, or I don't know. Um, so she had all kinds. Of, you know, she was sick. She lied to her. She was sick. Um, you know, for whatever reason, the mom said so. Um, just this girl, Gypsy Rose, eventually ended up killing her mom.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Um, after years, like literally years of thinking that she was sick and dying and also exploiting. I forgot about that side. The mom exploited money from strangers, companies, trips to Disneyland, you know, all kinds of weird things like that Um, to basically benefit, you know. So Allie's question, right, knowing all that, your, your mom or dad, exploits you in such a bad way, would you kill your mom or would you forgive? That's Ali's question.
0: Oh. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one because I I don't know how I would react to that. You know what I mean? I, I don't... Like, I could sit here and say that I would forgive, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe that, that abuse would have warped my, my brain in a way that I, I'd have to, um, you know, or I wouldn't be able to process that in a way that didn't result in me becoming murderous. You know what I mean? I can't put myself there. I'd like to think that I could forgive. I would, I'd like to think that, but who knows, man. I mean, the, the, the human brain is, is, is a very delicate thing. Like physically, we're very strong. We we can we can heal. We can we can be stabbed. We can be shot. We can fall from a plane, fall from a building, and survive. Like our bodies are very durable, but our brains are very fragile. And um, yeah. So I I wonder how, you know, I don't I don't know if I can answer that. I really don't. What, yeah, what
1: about you? I I'm gonna piggyback, dude. It's it's hard. It's hard to answer that because you immediately just default to your mom right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I could actually hear her talking right yeah. now. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it, it's it's tough. Now, if you say you were to insert, you know, oops, sorry, a, other person that hurt you. Right. I, I don't. You know. I yeah. But I I could see like you wanting to cause harm or or, or wanting to to for that person to. go away or feel some sort of pain that you you know are currently feeling i i again i it's hard for me to say yes i would kill this person like that's a weird thing that i can't answer i i'm sorry ali i don't have a definitive answer
0: yeah that's it's tough to put myself in a headspace that that would would make me like okay I'm, i'm okay killing this person the only way i could actually rationalize or 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 put myself there is if someone's hurting someone i love yeah yeah you know what i mean and and it wouldn't be my mom it'd be like a stranger you know what i mean like yep um and they're like hurting my loved one i think of like marcy or like or like you know family members or whatever it may be um and i imagine it's it's them or them you know it's one or the other then okay then then that person's gonna die you know what i mean but uh otherwise i can't really see myself doing that i've 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 actually had this conversation recently with people about how i i don't i can't actually hurt people i care about so like i (laughs) this may surprise you but i uh growing up i was punched in the face more than once (laughs) maybe it doesn't surprise you uh and a few of those times there were friends of mine that were Mm -hmm. punching me in the face and every single time that it happened like i literally could could not hit the other person back like i'd like grab them and like you punched yeah. me and show them like your punch did nothing to me and i yeah. could fuck you up right now but i'm not going to because i can't because <laughs> there's something inside of me that does not allow me to do that and uh, i blame my parents for that one <laughs> both of them so
1: yeah um but
0: looking back in retrospect i'm glad i didn't punch those people yeah back. that's so. that's a good thing the,
1: yeah. the one thing i the closest thing i can relate it to is you know my dad left right um mm-hmm. uh, like a non-factor in my life i've met him and here or there but i don't talk to him he's shut out of my life completely you know that's what i feel like. i i know this it's different levels of hurt but that's that my reaction would be that you're out of my life so
0: right? yeah so let's say he shows up you and he's hurting your mom or something you know oh like, then maybe, he's dead it's easy. yeah there there, yeah, there yeah. you go uh-huh. yeah yeah you fucking i don't think you'd hesitate
1: no hesitation. Um, by the way, this show is called The Act. I want to make sure I just give that show credit. The, the one on Hulu? Yes. It's it's a dramatization of it, but there's also, I think, a documentary if anybody wants to.
0: I'm adding it to my... Uh, Gypsy what Rose I'm gonna, Blanchard. I'm going to add it to my queue. Wow. To the queue. I know it's not called that anymore. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My stuff. Adding it to my stuff.
1: Nice. Look at all your stuff, Rick. Um.
0: There it, oh my god dude i literally hit the uh i don't know if you could see that i hit yeah, the I search see i didn't type anything in uh-huh i just
1: it's it's a, it's, it's a very popular thing no, right now it's it's listening well that's yours is happening. listening yeah we are my already, phone
0: is listening
1: I, I turned all that stuff off on my phone
0: what's it let's see trending oh it's trending searches let's go, go to recent recent searches uh pyramids um, uh, kurt Cobain.
1: okay that's that's going to the next question here uh Omar. Hi, Omar. Hey, Omar. Omar asks a lot of things. We're going to go with one of the things he asks. Okay. And I hope you don't mind me reading this this paragraph. It doesn't look too personal. There are a couple of things I'm dealing with in my life right now. I was curious to know if you are dealing with anything similar. Maybe you can share one or two things you are coping with on the regular. Um, so we got connecting the dots, realizing I'm on my own timeline, stop looking around and feeling like I shouldn't be happy where I'm at in life because I haven't accomplished as much as the next guy and progress is happiness. I'm sorry. Progress is happiness and I'm pretty happy right now. So share one or two things we are coping with when it comes to that subject.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like what he said about the timeline. Uh, just so you know, since this is the theme of the episode, <laughs> uh, that timeline that was fabricated was done by a marketing person to make you chase after money and, and to buy products. So you look around and you judge yourself based on, on, on where you are in life and and what you've accomplished and and that's all BS. That's all bullshit. But we've been indoctrinated with the system that has us um you know from school from schooling early schooling all the way to adult life, we're constantly uh taking tests and graduating to the next level and the next level and the next level. It's you're in first and then you're in second and then you're in third and then you're in college and then you're in or then you're in high school then you're in college and then you're at your job and then you have to meet this and do this and move up the ladder of of the corporate world or or your retail job or your chef job or what, you know whatever it is you're constantly supposed to be going up this ladder and this this journey of life that's a, that you're supposed to make it and that's all bullshit it's all completely fabricated. It's and I'm not saying this like, you know, we've talked about pyramids and Kurt and all these theories. This isn't a theory. This is this is the fucking thing, dude. This is here's the thing, and this is the thing. That's all bullshit. All of that. It's completely made up. It's a social construct. It's done to better the economy and to give everyone a goal. Because here's the thing we're wired to overcome obstacles and and to have goals. We are wired for that. But that is for our survival. We're wired to gather food to eat, to to overcome this. You know, we feel good. It releases, that's why people work out. That's why people play video games. That's why people do all these different activities that involve goals and struggle and accomplishment. And someone very fucking smart took that and turned it into an entire system that perpetuates itself and a machine that is all about making people rich and have us working and spending. And we're, that's all it is, man. That's all it is. And the fact that you have one foot out of that door already, to me, that's an accomplishment. (laughs) The fact that you're not judging yourself based on other people that in itself is an accomplishment don't fall for the bullshit man you're living your life every moment you have is fucking precious and that's all you have is that actual moment you're in and the ladder of success the fucking levels all of that is fucking bullshit jorge
1: so i can speak for myself here right I spent 10 years in a retail job and more before that, but I spent 10 years at one company in a retail job that I loved every second of it. And I, I mean, you're going to look around, you're going to go, Hey, this guy at 32 is making this much money. Yeah. This, this guy at 35 is making this much money and he's doing this right. But I don't care. I was happy doing what I was doing. I'm still happy in, in the spot I'm in right now, you know, Um, working with all those people for all those years that fulfilled me because I know I I got something from them. They taught me stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, and hopefully they took something from me. That, that was my goal in life. It's like, if I can influence any bit of these young people and make them think differently, make them just question what they've been taught, that's my job. And that's how I saw it. And I was in a perfect role to do so, you know?
0: Yeah. If so you I can, were sort of like a mentor to these younger people. That's right? it.
1: That's all I wanted to do, man. And if I can, if, if I can, even if it's just a shoulder to lean on or an ear to listen, that's, that was it. And, you know, I, I'm still in a retail job and it's not, it's a different, it's a different culture, but I'm still there for a couple people, you know, where, where it's like, I'm, I'm not much of an influence anymore, but I'm more of a, more of a soundboard, more of a mouthpiece of uh, ideas or bouncing off or just an encouragement. You know, it's just to be like, go do the thing you want to do. Like you're running out of time. Don't waste, don't waste light. Just go do it. So every day I walk through half of the financial district to get to our place. And I pass by conversations again, you know, repeat myself that are so boring. And I know that person's younger than me and I know their bank account is double of mine, but I can care less. Because I'm here with Ali, right? I have my friends and family that I love. Um, and we're experiencing this this city and this life together. And it's oh I you know, I don't know if I've told this on here. I might have, but I told Allie multiple times before we moved here, like this moving to San Francisco was a secret goal of mine. I've never shared with anyone. Really? And, and here I am. Yeah, you know? you're
0: living your life, living your dream.
1: Yeah. So yeah. It's okay to look around and see what the other guy's doing, but you know, at, at that point, you make the decision. Am I am I gonna let this really just impact me, bring me down, etc.? Or, yeah, or am I just it, gonna be happy where I'm at and work towards and, and, and a you could be happy goal. for them.
0: Yeah, like, hey, look, that person's doing that. All right, cool. Exactly. Like, it doesn't. It there's no mutual exclusivity in that. You can be happy for yourself and your own life, and you could be happy for theirs. You don't have to fucking hate them or love them or any of that or be jealous. You know what I mean? Which is what, that's the desired effect. Yes, is exactly. The, the jealousy and the, oh, I need to top that. This idea that you need to top that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get to decide what matters to you. That is your gift. That is your blessing. That is your, whatever you want to call it is you get to decide what's important to you. You get to construct meaning. You get to choose that. Thank you. And yeah, dude, you're 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 if that was a secret like dream of yours and then you're you're realizing your dreams. Pretty crazy. I mean, what 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 could you possibly compare that to?
1: Exactly. And I, I honestly don't care. You know, somebody else. I mean, the thing I can compare it to is, is somebody else's dream, which is I'm glad. I'm glad that somebody has a goal. And if you reach it, I'm even more happy.
0: You know, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 what I would want for others is to be happy. And if yes. that means climbing the ladder of success, if that makes really truly makes you happy, then cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think where it becomes a problem is when people start sort of projecting, like even the way I feel where I'm saying it's complete fucking bullshit. So what? So it's bullshit. So you're aware of it, but you do it anyway and more power to you. Just do it thoughtfully. Do it. Know what you're getting yourself into. You know what I mean? Like I, we've joked about destiny. I sit there and play this game that I'm addicted to sometimes. Right. Uh I know what it is. I know what's happening, but I do it because that's, that's my quality time with, with Nino or with Razor or with whoever, you know, my nephews and I'm spending time with them and I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Am I doing it? Not knowing what I'm, what I'm doing. Am I just reflex, you know, must do this thing that I'm not aware that's happening. No, I'm thoughtfully doing it deliberately doing it. And I think that's the difference really, Omar. So do you, Do whatever you need to do. Do whatever makes you happy. At the end of the day, man, you have to live with yourself and you have to live with your decisions and the way you live your life. And if you're wasting your life, I think to a certain degree, you know it. And I mean, I do whenever I'm, I mean, do you sometimes, man, like when you're like doing something and you're like, man, I shouldn't be doing this yeah yeah fucking wasting my time right now like definitely i could be be doing something constructive definitely man there's a time and place for everything for work for rest for play for wasting time for getting stuff done and balancing that is is life that's part of it
1: yeah one of the best things i've learned is discipline you know and it's it's maybe seen as a bad word immediately but no i'm talking about like hey, after I'm done recording this episode, I got some dishes to wash. I got a floor <clears throat> to sweep, you know? And then possibly a podcast to edit. Or, you know, like there's things to do. Or, or right, I can go, nah, I'm going to stop recording and go play Red Dead, you know? But right. I don't know. There, there's something fulfilling about like <laughs> washing those dishes and sweeping that floor that then allows me to enjoy that red dead time, that podcast editing time more, even more, you know, so discipline, it really, I, I I love it. You know, it, it, it it keeps me, me, and this is me, you know, for you, it might be different, but it keeps me in line and it keeps me engaged. And, um, there's something just very Zen about, um, doing a task for me. And then being able to enjoy your leisure.
0: Oh, well, uh, going back to what I said earlier, I think to a degree, we are wired for that. You set goals, even little ones, little obstacles. And then you, yeah, you, you feel good. Bit. You feel good when you complete it. Like I, yeah. I needed to do this. I, I made a note to do this. I intended to do it. And then I did it. Now I can go relax and waste time or watch a movie or play yeah. a video game or whatever it is, dude. Um, and I think if you can definitely skip the cleaning, but I think you sort of cheat yourself out yeah. of that, that, that feeling, that good feeling that you get from it, you know, and people get it from different things. Oh, so I'm going to go do an hour workout and then they go do that hour workout. And afterwards they feel great. Not only because yeah, exactly. of the, the, the chemicals from the physical exertion of it, which we're all, we're also wired for that. Um, but just, Knowing that you wanted to do that thing and then doing it, you, you, if you skip that step, I think you, and I'm not projecting this on anyone. Hey man, you guys do you, but I think you cheat yourself out of that, that feeling of wanting to do something and then doing it. Even if it's something super small, like fucking cleaning your shoes or vacuuming the house. Um, Those things are, that's what makes life great. It's the little things, you know, everyone says it all walks of life, all media, movies, fucking shows, books. The little things in life.
1: Cool, thank I think you. That no more. Answers
0: that question. Yeah, <laughs> and several others.
1: Um, <clears throat> let's uh, let's go on the Nate here. Thank you, Nate, for asking questions.
0: Oh, more than one.
1: Let's stick to his heavy one, and then we'll end on a more lighthearted
0: one. Mm.
1: So, Nate asks, if you could relive one moment from your past, what would it be? <laughs>
0: If you could relive it. Yeah. One moment, like one day, one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, these are kind of general there. One, one thing, one one event. Yeah. One, one event. One.
0: uh, I think I would just play 2015 on a loop for me personally, like from June of 2015 to like December 2015, I would just play that six months over and over for the rest of my life I'd be good. Personally.
1: Okay, nice. I I don't know. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> so I I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for you Nate.
0: What about the winter of 95? That was a good year too. I don't know. I don't know. I would I would probably uh, How about this? I too.
1: definitely would say not high school. There you go.
0: Niners winning the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's nice, but I don't know. Not um, high school. <laughs> you know um i i don't know i i would oh you know what nate i'm gonna say relive um the time we all worked together at, at chula vista addison robert you myself that whole gang um oh
0: you guys all worked in one store all of you guys yeah yeah oh man that must have been um, a good time
1: it was just fun it was a lot of fun and now him to call it work you know is a luxury but um yeah that would be my time i guess
0: Damn, uh, his second is. question:
1: <laughs> What celebrity, dead or alive, would have you would you have put in WWF, and what would they do? His example, okay. I'd have Philip Seymour Hoffman as manager mouthpiece for an early Kane.
0: Damn, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a really good. Holy one. shit, that's a good one. Wow.
1: Yeah. Good one, Nate.
0: Wow, wow, wow. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's that's good. Shit. I'm blown away by that one. He would have been <laughs> such a good manager for Kane. Holy crap.
1: And imagine the rivalry between Paul Bearer and him.
0: And and him, yeah, they'd yeah, end up yeah. having a match. Yep. Oh man, of course Paul would have to go over. Because yeah. He's just he's just been in there longer. Yeah. Okay, um, I got one.
1: Um I would go with uh Steve Irwin would be a manager for Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, and he would, in, <laughs> he would, you know, uh, for those of you, those of you folks at home that don't know who Jake the Snake Roberts is, he would bring in a python or or a snake inside of a bag to the ring every match, and then scare the crap out of his opponents with snake. So then um, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, would bring other s- reptiles, you know, mm. to his aid, like and, a crocodile, yeah, cro- or snapping turtle, you know, anything. things, any 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 sort of reptile. Um, to just help jake the snake and it would be like a run-in you know like jake the snake would be hurt he'd be like down and and just getting beat up and then steve irwin would would like walk down the ramp with two crocodiles chained you know and like oh my god it's steve irwin and then (laughs) then, oh god and then the the wrestlers would be you know fear of these crocodiles
0: that's so snapping at them
1: so the uh there you go nate
0: wow I'm I'm completely like my mind is just going <laughs> thousand miles an hour here. I've have, I I have too many and yet simultaneously none, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know how that is, man. <laughs> I have so many that I can't even focus on one. You know, God. Ugh. All right, well, I'll think of one for next week. Jesus, I'm sure Nino's like just yelling them at the microphone or at, at his speech yeah. right now it's just yelling at them or yelling them out what about this guy and that guy that was a great fucking question Nate it's too good that I can't even answer it thanks Nate is that it
1: that's it Sweet. um yeah we've, we have completed another show
0: we've completed another episode number 60 60 dude what's going on here um nothing but
1: good times that's what's going on
0: <laughs> oh man any plans for this weekend any wrestlemania watching maybe
1: no i'm alone here so it's i don't you know i don't know i, I stopped watching wrestling since i moved up here just because um you know getting to get i getting together pay-per-view wise with with, with everybody was kind of my the highlight of the month that month but that's gone now so that's yeah. a very really sad thing to say Shit, but no sorry I won't be never watching mind. WrestleMania alone. Never
0: mind. I I will not be watching it either.
1: Sure. Um. Uh,
0: I I don't watch wrestling. Uh. Right now. Uh. But I. I've never not watched WrestleMania. So. That answers that.
1: Yes. I'll be here. Um, dealing with rain, and um. And cats, and work.
0: <laughs> Fun. Sounds good yeah fun weekend uh last thing before we go dude um alliance of american football done oh well damn there it is folks the final word with jorge
1: you will be missed by someone not me
0: <laughs> by few <laughs> yeah by, few. by uh on average about two thousand fans per game uh, and Rick. all right folks have a good night